0: Welcome to the Hobby School podcast. Whether you're a seasoned hobbyist or just getting started, Hobby School is the perfect place to learn something new. My name is Dr. Destiny Cop, and I'm your host of the podcast, but before we jump into our episode for today, the only thing I ask is that if you enjoyed the episode, please share with a friend and give us an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. This helps us get out the content to more people. I also want to invite you to get on our wait list for our next Hobby School Online Learning Summit. These are free to attend, and you can find the link to join At hobbyschool.com, which is also in our podcast show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And my special guest today is Sarah Horgan. Sarah is an intentional living and decluttering coach, and she was diagnosed with stage four cancer in 2014, and she was forced to examine everything. So initially, she tackled her perfectionism and people-pleasing, but fast forward to becoming a mom, she was pushed to dig deeper. Struggling in survivor mode with opposite schedules from her husband, keeping it up, it just felt impossible. So she realized that all the stuff, not just physical stuff was standing in her way of living her life. And Sarah started to get rid of things and it just clicked. She radically changed her own life. But you don't want to hear it from me. I want you to hear it from Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about building decluttering into your routines. And Sarah, I have a ton of questions for you. But before we get into them, can you tell the audience a little bit more about you and kind of expand upon what I just mentioned there? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So yeah, it was really my cancer diagnosis that sort of propelled me um, into uh, in living more intentionally, um, but I did really find it to be a process Um And I found once I became a mother, it really pushed me even further because, um, you know, as women, we're always trying to like keep up with all the things all the time. And I just found it really impossible. So um, I had read The Minimalists, um, one of their books, Everything That Remains. And I just started getting rid of stuff and I started to find how much easier it was. Um, and it allowed me to have a lot more time for myself. And then, um, it kind of pushed me towards what I'm doing now, because I had always wanted to write more and I felt like I had figured this out and that I could help other people. And so I just sort of started with my blog and that's rolled into like my Instagram and, um, my podcast and now I'm, I'm coaching women. So that's sort of where I am now. And, um, it's just allowed me so much more time to, to have more purpose in
0: in my own life and to have things be easier. So, I definitely want to dig into this specifically around the topic of kind of building this into our everyday life, which is, I mm-hmm. think, what you that's your specialty. Yeah. Um, and because it can feel daunting, right? When we yeah. have, you know, maybe, you know, a lot of us live in these big homes, quite frankly, yeah. you know, compared to a lot of people in the world. And we have lived in these big homes. And over the years, I know, I, you know, we've been in our home here for 13 years, and over the years, I know I have a ton of stuff here that I'm neither not using or I need to kind of get, get rid of. So yeah. <laughs> how, how can we start on that process to really make it feel like it's manageable and not so daunting?
1: Yeah. Cause that's the one thing that I feel like, um, especially if you're already feeling overwhelmed and a lot of the women that I work with are moms. And so, uh, you know, they're already feeling overwhelmed with dealing with all the things all the time. Um, and so the whole task of decluttering just feels like something extra and something big that they have to deal with. And, um, what I try to teach women is that actually you can just do this a few minutes a day and that the that taking action on something, even if it's in a really small way, still feels really good. So it really helps to motivate you and propel you forward. So, you know, I'll say things like while you're making a meal, when you pull open a drawer to get a utensil, just take a moment and look in the drawer. And if you notice one or two things that you don't really use or are broken or whatever, just take them out. And if you have sort of a box or a bag on hand that you kind of toss these things into, then you can routinely, as you move through your home and you move through your sort of daily routines, that you can be pulling things out a little bit at a time. And then naturally what happens is there's times where we have more energy uh, or we feel more motivated that will like tackle more and get rid of more. Um, And, you know, maybe there's a weekend where you, you do more, but that overall that you're sort of continually chipping away at it and then it becomes part of who you are, like that you're continuously sort of organizing and staying on top of things that you're thinking about your stuff and that you're just becoming more intentional about, um, what's around you. So it also helps you to become more intentional about what comes into your home because you're, you're continually sort of, um, Like touching in with those things. So you're, you think to yourself, oh, I don't actually want to bring more stuff in because I've been working hard every day to get rid of stuff.
0: So I love that. And as you were going through that, I was thinking about something I did this weekend that I think I actually do this and I didn't even realize I was doing it. So we were, I was in my car waiting on my son's baseball game to start because they had to go warm up and everything. And I had this like, you know, grocery store, plastic bag in there. And I was like, okay, I didn't know I had that. And I was like, I think I can clean up my car. It kind of totally. gets some stuff. It wasn't trash in my car. It was yeah. just stuff that had been put in the glove box or in the, you know, the center console. So yeah, I love, I love, love, love that strategy. So yeah. can you walk us through some other simple strategies like that to help us reduce that daily clutter?
1: Yeah. So, um, Like what you were saying is a great one. Like sometimes when you have a few minutes that you just sort of grab a bag and, and fill it with stuff. Um, but you know, like there's certain areas that I think, um, uh, there's like specific strategies for. So, um, with, your closet and clothes, which often is a really overwhelming area for women. I think like clothing gets tied to so much about like our body image and how we feel about ourselves. And that can be like a big area of like overconsumption for people as well. Um, And they don't want to get rid of stuff because it's like the size that used to fit or it will fit or whatever. So it's really a, a challenging area to tackle. So the one thing that I like to say is, wear the things that are maybes for you. Like if you have something hanging in your closet or in your drawer and you sort of continually pass it over, um, I always challenge people to wear it. Like just take one day and pull out those pants that you keep passing over and then wear them and then decide that day. Like, oh, I wore these today and they were uncomfortable or I didn't feel good in them or whatever. And then you can just make one decision at a time. Um, and I find that that's like a really helpful way because when you're looking at a piece of clothing, that's not on your body and you haven't worn it in a while, it's easy to say, Oh, I can think about when I can wear that. But if you actually have an experience wearing it and you're like, Oh, that was awful. Or like, you know, I didn't feel good. Or it was digging into me or I was pulling it up all day. Then it's so much easier to decide and get rid of it. Like in the moment.
0: So that's, that's a great tip because. I do. I'm like, you know, I can relate to what you just said. I have a bunch of different like sizes in my closet and I'm like, Oh, I need to lose like 20 pounds. And then I could probably fit into that. So that is really, that's a good tip. Any others?
1: Um, yeah. And then I think when it comes to, um, like sentimental items, that's another really hard area for people. Um, you know, like it's tied to a lot of emotions. A lot of those things feel irreplaceable and, and they are. Um, but you know, we often just like hang on to them because of that. And we're not actually like using them in our lives or, or like interacting with them at all. So they just sort of take up space. And depending on, like, I've talked with women who, you know, a parent died, and then all of their stuff came to their house. So sometimes it's quite a lot of things. Um, But that you can, you know, take the time to process through those things. Like I often encourage people to like go through things um, many times and that each time you go through like a bin of sentimental items, for example, there'll be, you know, things that you realize you don't need and you can get rid of. And sometimes it just takes more time, but that also you can do things like take a photo of an item um, because often it's just about, the memory, you know, and like looking at it and a photo accomplishes that, um, the same way that having the item does. Um, but also if it's something really special that you can do something with it, like you can display it in your home, or I've seen people do like really beautiful shadow boxes and have things hanging on their wall, or, um, there's lots of ideas about like turning, you know, textiles into a quilt or something that you actually use on a daily basis. So it's again, like, So much of decluttering is about making decisions. And that's harder for some people than others. Um, You know, like some of us are naturally more decisive. And then there's other people who like don't have the confidence yet to make those kind of decisions. So it's giving yourself an opportunity to go through those things a few times and make small decisions over and over. And it builds your confidence so that then um, as you go further along this this road, it becomes easier for you to make quick decisions about things because you feel more confident confident.
0: And I love the tip you gave about taking a photo of that item. I had never thought of that before or even like creating something with it like a quilt yeah. that you could use every day. So that's some that's some great tips. Yeah. Can you talk about some daily routine routines, excuse me, that we can yeah. kind of put in our day-to-day life to help us kind of reduce that overwhelm and get that clutter out of our life?
1: Yeah. So I think um, one thing that is important, um, is about, you know, preventing things coming into your home as well while you're like tackling this stuff. So, um, I always encourage people to wait 24 hours before you buy anything, um, and before you bring, uh, stuff into your home. So kind of give yourself like a little bit of space to think about it. Um, because a lot of times, you know, stuff is tied to our emotions and we know feelings and emotions change and they change quickly. So, um, just give yourself some time before you bring things into your home. Um, also, you know, like as you're doing laundry, for example, that's a really great time to sort of like decide about clothes and especially kids clothes, you know, Oh, this is too small. This is ripped or whatever. And just sort of like, as you're already sorting laundry, you might as well, you know, make decisions about stuff. Um, I think that when it comes to like different rooms in your house, you can make little routines around it, like especially the kitchen and the bathroom, because we spend so much time in those spaces and we're using them routinely um, for preparing meals or getting ready or whatever that, you know, as you pull open a drawer or as you go into a cupboard, um, just make it part of your routine to like take a quick scan or notice if something's expired or um, broken or, or that you just don't use and make decisions about it. So I, it's really like the practice of just making decisions routinely in whatever way um, fits into your routine. So like laundry or whatever the things you are that, that you're doing on a daily basis that to, um to find a way to like, make decisions about stuff while you're doing that, you know, kids books. Like when you go to read stories at night with your kids, um, you know, just ask them, that's what I do with my daughter. I say, how do you feel about this book? We haven't read it in a while and she either wants to read it again or she doesn't. And then we sort of pop it into the box. You know, I just keep a box in my laundry room and I put things in there as we go. And then once it's full, then you just take it out. So, you know, get it out of your sight, Um, And there's one more actually really good one um, is like a maybe box. If you're feeling unsure about something, to have a place where you put things that you're unsure about and then you get a chance to live without them for a little while. Um, And then you can come back to it and say, like, oh, okay, that actually wasn't as important or as meaningful to me as I thought. Or, yeah, I do miss that. And so it's like the chance to feel the
0: space. I love that. And I I think I've done some of that to some extent, like putting a a bag in my closet and just filling it up when, you know, I'm looking at something, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to wear this anymore, but I've never done the maybe box. And I think that would help me get a lot more stuff out of the house. So I love that tip. Uh, Sarah, before we wrap it up, do you have Mm -hmm. any last minute tips for the audience here? Um, Yeah, I think that, you
1: know, Like, as women, um, clutter affects us. Like, they've studied this that clutter actually affects women more than it affects men. Um, You know, it impacts our stress levels. It impacts, like, how at peace we feel in our home. Um, And I'm sure that lots of women can identify with that, like, continual running list that we keep in our minds. And it just contributes to that, you know, like the inability to relax or to take time for ourselves when we have sort of undone stuff. Around us, so I would say, um, you know, so much of this is about changing the way you think about stuff. Um, and I would, I would just encourage uh, women to think about every time that you keep something um, or that you like have things in your home that it, it is taking away from your piece or it's something that you have to maintain or it's something you have to take care of or, or deal with, um, you know, stuff isn't neutral. And so if you start to think about um, as you declutter whether or not this is worthwhile your piece or not and is it adding to your life or not and to sort of think about our stuff in a different way, Um, especially when we've been living in a cluttered environment for a long time, we can really think about it as something that's, um, that's neutral and it's just there, but it it does have an impact on us. So just shift your thinking a little bit about your stuff. And I think that really has the biggest impact.
0: And those are some great tips. And Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. And I want to let people know where they can find you. And I believe you have a free gift for them also can you let yeah. that?
1: yeah absolutely so um they can go through the link and um there's an intentional living guide and it it really has um an exercise for you to like craft your why and i think that that's a really important exercise although it's very simple um it's very impactful so that you understand why you're doing things and why you're going through the effort of decluttering or why you're exercising every day or whatever it is. That's like, um, shifting towards a more intentional way of living. And when it's something that's really strong, um, it helps you maintain motivation to do these hard things. And then there are some
0: of my favorite decluttering tips in there as well. And we will put the links to Sarah's website, her Instagram account and Mm -hmm. her podcast too, because Sarah (laughs) has a podcast. So definitely (laughs) check out her podcast and also her free gift in the show notes, and Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to sign up for the waitlist so you'll be the first to know when our next free hobby school online learning summit launches. The link is in the show notes for this episode, or you can go to hobbyschool.com, and that's hobby school with school without an H in it. Talk soon.